Yesterday we looked at the battle at Jericho and how Joshua led the Israelites into Jericho following the Lord's instructions, even though they were somewhat strange instructions, but the Lord showed them that you can always, you can always trust God to do exactly what he says, no matter you know, how well you understand exactly what's going on along the way. So that was the first enemy to be taken down on the way into the Promised Land. The next one, it was a, it was a place called AI. You know how you spell AI? A. I. <laughs> Just two letters, AI. Um, and AI was nothing close to the size of Jericho. Jericho was this massive big enemy with these big walls, and AI was hardly even its own, its own place. It was more like a bunch of runaways living in the mountains at the time. But, but the Israelites knew they needed to get by AI in order to get into the promised land, and the scouts went to scout AI, and they came back and they said, We don't need to send everyone, Joshua. Just send a few people. And they'll be able to take care of this ragtag group that's hiding in the mountains right now and it won't be any kind of big deal. So Joshua agrees and he sends 3,000 3, soldiers, which maybe seems like a lot, but compared to the massive number of Israelites that there were in the army, it was a very, very small amount. He felt very, very confident. We're going to be great. AI won't be able to do anything. He sends the soldiers and he was incredibly surprised that the Israelites were just annihilated. His 3,000 soldiers that he sent were just decimated by this tiny little group. And he wasn't just surprised because they had the numbers advantage. If you remember to the first day when we were talking about Joshua this week, God had made Joshua some very specific promises. He said, Joshua, I will give you every place where you set your foot. Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. In other words, he promised Joshua, Joshua, you guys aren't going to lose at all. And yet they lost. So Joshua is conflicted and he's wondering what's going on. Why would this happen if the Lord promised it would never happen? So he went to the Lord. He was very, very upset and the Lord came to Joshua and he spoke to him and he said, Joshua, there's a reason this happened. It's not because I'm unfaithful. It's because one of the Israelites was unfaithful. When you went into Jericho, there was another command that the Lord had given them on the way into Jericho. They said, when you go into Jericho, don't take any of their stuff. God will provide everything you need. You don't need any of their stuff. But there was one Israelite among the many who went into Jericho whose name was Achan. Achan had taken some stuff. He thought, man, you know, nobody will notice. It's just a few small things that I can take with me, hide underneath my coat, and I can tuck away in my tent, and it's no big deal. Who's going to miss it? Well, God knew. Of course, at that time, Joshua didn't know that Achan had done this. And so he was very upset. The Lord told him that someone had done it. And the Lord told Joshua, I am going to reveal in front of all of Israel the person who was responsible for this pain, for this loss. And people died in it. So Achan was responsible for people losing their dads and their husbands. And there was a lot of pain. And the way that he revealed Achan in front of everyone, he brought all the Israelites out. And then he, brought, uh, he had Joshua bring them up tribe by tribe. There were 12 tribes in Israel that, Israel that they were divided into, kind of like 12 different groups. And he brought them up tribe by tribe and it's like, nope, it wasn't that one. So, nope, it's not that one. You can dismiss them. Nope, you, can't, you can dismiss them. But he gets to one tribe and he says, yep, this is the one. So then he has the entire tribe come forward and then he divides them up into families and he goes family by family and he says, nope, it's not that family. Nope, it's not that family. Nope, it's not that family. Nope, it's not that family until he gets to the family of Achan. And then he puts Achan's family in front and then he brings up Achan and he points out in front of all of Israel, this is the man. This is the guy. And so when Joshua saw that it was Achan, this is what Joshua said. He said, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and give him the praise. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. 
And then Achan replied, It's true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. And then he went on to just give a full confession of everything that he, taken, that he had taken and everything that he had done. And he told them, this is where it's hidden. They went back to his tent. They found all the things that he had taken exactly where he said, where he said they would be. And as a punishment for that, they took Achan out and they stoned him to death. There was a consequence. Something bad happened because he stepped away from God. And you might think, yikes. Why should I believe in a God like that? Well, truly, we shouldn't be surprised that there are consequences. Because if God believes that there is one right way to live, following him, then he can't reward us when we go in another direction. He can't. Otherwise, he's not really serious about his one right way to live. And so we should not be surprised in our own lives, and we do see this happen in our own lives, when there are consequences when we go against God's law. If God tells us, like just thinking about how we interact within relationships, he tells us to be patient and kind and loving and forgiving and gracious and generous and compassionate and encouraging and to let no unwholesome words come out of our mouths but only what's useful for building each other up. And so if we do the opposite of that, the opposite of what God says, if we're impatient, if we're unkind, if we do hold the grudges, if we don't forgive, if we are snapping at each other or sarcastic with each other and cutting each other down, then we should not expect that those relationships are going to be blessed by God. We just shouldn't. There are consequences for our actions, just like there were for Achan. Now, maybe you might think, boy, those are from pretty severe consequences. Maybe. But ask yourself this. Do you think Achan is in heaven? Do you think Achan is in heaven? So there's an earthly consequence, but then there's still the question of, well, where does he end up in eternity? Did he go to heaven? You start by looking at his confession. And what did he say? He didn't, he didn't say, oh, Joshua, you know, come on, what's the big deal? Once he was caught and Joshua said, give glory to God, tell what you've done, he did. He just said, I made a mistake. He didn't make excuses. He didn't blame anyone. He didn't say, man, my, you know, it's hard to live in a wilderness and provide for a family in a wilderness. He didn't say any of those things. He just said, I sinned against the Lord. He saw his sin in the context of what he had done to the Lord, which is a really great confession. And just an encouragement to us that if there's ever anything in our lives that we get caught in or any sin that anybody points out, never, just don't make an excuse. Acknowledge Acknowledge what it is. Just call it a sin and apologize and repent because that's what the Lord tells us to do, to just repent and call it what it is. There's no excuse. But then there's another interesting tidbit into Achan's life that Scripture gives us. The place where they took him out and they stoned him to death, so that means they took large stones and they threw them at him until he was dead. They called it the Valley of Achor. That was the nickname that they gave it after this happened. And the Valley of Achor, it means the Valley of Trouble that there was trouble that Achan had brought on Israel and so trouble was brought on him as a consequence. But there's another passage in the Bible that refers to the Valley of Achor. And it says, it's a promise from God where he says, I will make the Valley of Achor into a door of hope. I'll make the Valley of Achor into a door of hope. And why would it say that? Because at the cross of Jesus, God gave hope to anyone who has ever been in the same position as Achan was. At the cross of Jesus, when Jesus' life ended, he gave hope to anyone who's ever been caught in sin and hope to anyone who has ever remembered their sin in the context of their Father in heaven. Hope to anyone who's ever made a decision that had painful consequences, not just for their life, but for other people's lives. 
He gave them the hope of knowing that those sins don't separate us from heaven. The Bible doesn't say specifically that Achan was in heaven. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him when we get there. And that's a, that's a great encouragement. I mean, great encouragement in this, in this whole lesson to take our sins seriously, to repent, and just honestly repent when somebody catches us in sin or we catch ourselves, and then to look to the cross of Jesus where God gives us the greatest hope of all, the hope of moving forward. The, uh, the defeat at Ai it ended up being the only one for Israel as they went made their way to the Promised Land. It was the only time that they were defeated because it seems that everybody learned their lesson, a very important lesson from Achan's sin, which is just one more example of God covering horrible things with his grace and making, out, making it turn out well in the end in ways, better ways than we ever could. God does that with your life all the time. Someday when we get to heaven, we'll see all the specific ways that he did. Hey friends, you may or may not know that Time of Grace Ministries is 100% donor supported. You know what that means. We wouldn't be here without you at all. Thank you. We're so grateful for the ways that you allow us to encourage others with the word of God and if God would move you in your heart to be able to, or to do that again, we'd, uh, we'd be so grateful. Click on the link below and you'll find more opportunities to support the ministry. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here with Time of Grace. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast and we'd love for this podcast to be a blessing to you in the days to come. So if you could share this podcast, subscribe so that every episode ends up in your feed or just leave us a review. We would love more and more people to hear this message so that their lives can be surrounded and blessed by the grace of God. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.